Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have a lot of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And somebody who's coming here to share her experience um, that helped her personal wellness through a really difficult time and also her professional productivity and a whole bunch of other things is going to talk to us in a little bit. But this is Wendy Reeves and Wendy has been teaching for 30 years. Middle school is her jam, middle school band, but she's also done some high school band work, especially with the marching bands. And fun fact about her, she has uh, spent her 30 year, uh, most of her 30 year career in the very classroom where she student taught. Isn't that amazing? Um, she's presented at a lot of different conferences on a lot of these, uh, and we're taking nuggets from her different presentations together uh, to share what really fits for those of you that show up for this podcast. So, Having been a tuba player since she was 11, she, uh, I just had to get that in there because that's so cool. As low brass players, you know, we got to hang together. Uh, but anyway, Wendy, I want to welcome you to Band Director Bootcamp. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Before we dig in and tell people about um, what you did to help keep your classroom or make your classroom a refuge for you during a time of real personal crisis in your uh, home life um, and how you were able to, um, and you're going to share some, I believe it's four tips about wellness through organization. Can you first give us a little background about who's Wendy Reeves? Why is she a band director? What drove you to do this and to stick with it for so many years? Well, I knew when I was 11 years old, my first year in the band room that I would teach band someday. It was like I uh, it just dawned on me that band was where I would be. I didn't know I would teach middle school until I student taught. Like most people, I thought I didn't want to. But the moment I student taught middle school, clearly these were my people. So I um, have done my whole career in middle school band and and I still love going to work every day. So I'm really blessed like that. And that must have been really cool to take over the room. You must have had a really good student teaching experience, first of all, if you wanted to continue there. And then uh, what a cool way to carry on a legacy. (laughs) So you don't become an expert at personal or, or at organization unless there's a reason you need to be organized. And you were telling me before we started recording about seeing a picture that all of a sudden was like a big wake up call for you. So do you mind sharing with us what was going on in your life and why did you make these changes? And then you're going to tell us what you did and what the results were. Well, um, the telling moment for me was that my husband snapped a picture of me and I was sitting in a big armchair with my laptop on my lap and one of my daughters on each arm of the chair because they just wanted to be close to me. And at that time, you know, I was doing marching band. I was the properties chair for our state conference. I was, you know, doing all the teaching stuff, but. I was not keeping my uh, personal life and my school life in balance. And so that picture really showed me that that not only do I need to be present as a teacher, I needed to be present as a, a mom and a partner. And so that from that instance, I started to rework how I lived my professional and personal life organizationally. Um, as it turned out, it was a really, really good thing that I did because as I did a um, research project, it turned out after 12 years of research that what our band kids mostly want from us is that we are in the classroom. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in our in our points. Um, and 
I was especially thankful that I had gotten my life in order because my husband had a terrible personal health crisis that went on for 10 years and ultimately led to his death. And it was it was difficult times. A lot of the time at home, there was a lot going on. But because I had taken the time to figure out organization in my classroom, my classroom became my refuge. It was a place where I knew I was solid and happy. And no matter what was going on at home, I could depend on my classroom to be a place where I was in control and where I found happiness. Wow. And that's a lot to say if you feel that way in a middle school band room. So you clearly got your shit together there. Um, so um, that, yeah, that must have been hard to see that picture. I think all of us band directors can picture a time when a family member or even a pet is just longing for your attention. And you might be physically present in the room, but they know that you're not really with them. And that's just gut-wrenching. So as you said that, I could feel my stomach kind of go, ooh, been there. I felt that feeling. So so tell us, um, you, it was interesting to me. I don't hear band directors very often say, I love data, but that was like your opening line. I'm like, well, this lady is kind of weird. But after you started telling me more about it, I was like, wow, pretty cool. So tell us a little bit about this tip that you have as part of your organizational process. Well, um, I I find a lot of value in data. It helps me to know about my students. And, and I will just say that part of my master organizational plan is that I use uh, Google Forms for so many things. That way I, I have everything I need to know about a child and their parents at my fingertips. So if there's, if one of our music retailers offers a trumpet clinic, all I have to do is sort by instrument, select all the trumpet emails, email it off to the parents. And it, it is so fast and so efficient that it, it allows me to honestly get a lot more done. It's been years since I've brought a lot of work home with me because the efficiency allows me to keep my work at school and then focus on my home life at home. It, it's It's been a miracle, truly. Um, with, the, with the data... It, it can really show us what our kids are feeling about what we're teaching. So one of the big things that I did for a long time is I had them fill out a form when they came into, when they joined band, and then at the end of and beginning of every year. So I could kind of keep my finger on the pulse of why are they joining and why are they leaving? Um, now, the, the data I got from that, oh yeah, the data I got from that initially was that the kids really want us in the classroom. That's why kids... Our kids go on in band because there is something positive happening in the band room. It's not it's not that they love playing the Tempest. It's not that they it's not that they um, are like so engaged in sixth grade trombone. But those things are awesome. But the thing that keeps them in band are the personal relationships, the the teachers, the way the teacher makes them feel. It's and um, that that we are there for them, that we are present and calm in our classroom. So using the forms can really enhance everything you do in knowing about your students, knowing about the parents. Um, really, it's so simple. It is. I do mine every day at the end of the class is, is their Moffat gram. There's a Moffat gram, and it could be as simple as, what was your participation level today? Or I tack on surveys or questions or quizzes that uh, Moffat gram, that Google sheet, or Google Doc is what it is. So, so valuable. Um, 
Yeah. Really Even with our concert concert reflections too. Yeah, I everything, mean, everything. Then I, you've got all of that at your fingertips and administrators love that stuff. Yes, and it helps you be, be a better teacher in a shorter amount of time. You can see in a graph quickly, you know, where I did that. Yeah, I, I won't go into this. People can find out more later. Well, but let's let's talk about another one because I'm so fat. I'm such a nerd. I could do this forever. That's why I keep a stopwatch going during these. Tip number two, um, you talk about organizing your classroom so it supports a ready to teach and a ready to learn environment. Give us an example of what that looks like. What does that mean? Well, for me, it was important that I know exactly what I have to be doing at any given time, what I have to be doing musically, what I have to be doing lesson planning wise, and especially what I have to be doing non-musically, because the non-musical tasks are the things that will get you fired in the end. You know, the, the, the forgetting to order the buses to go on a field trip, the not remembering to deposit the money. Those things are the one things that will, um, that will sink you every time. So with, I've developed a system of to-do lists basically um, for every time I have a field trip, it's the same to-do list and you'll be able to find my website and print everything off, how to have band camp, how to um, do a field trip. Everything is now a checklist, how to go to contest, right down to don't forget to pack your baton. You know, it's all right there. So it takes, it, it takes the anxiety out of it because it's in black and white and it never changes. Getting ready to go to contest, you change the literature, but the process. Yeah. You still need three copies of the score or originals yeah, of the score. You still, and you need to order it ahead of time. So if you have it there, it'll remind you. So, yeah. With the, um, you know, how many weeks ahead that I feel I should do it. And it, it's been a lifesaver. Additionally, the, um, keeping my lesson plans in a spreadsheet instead of handwriting them every day. Now, some people find comfort in handwriting them every day. And I I get that. I don't, I love having it so that every year I can see what I've done. And then it's basically just drag and drop, switch it around because the years run pretty much the same. You know, you're always going to have eighth grade night coming a certain time in the football season. You're always going to have solo ensembles going to come sometime after Christmas. So Having that kind of a spreadsheet on my bulletin board where I just have to check off each week or check off each month, it's super efficient. Yeah. And that kind of leads us into the third tip we're going to offer here, uh, which is uh, just briefly addressing how you say and how you run your class through slideshows and why that is helpful. Right. As a presenter, I am really comfortable using Google Slides, PowerPoint, whatever, whatever works for me at any given time. But I have put all of my class lesson plans into Google Slides. So anything the kids would need to see during the course of the lesson is a Google Slide. Now, this works in two ways. First of all, it keeps me on track and it makes sure that I don't miss anything that is important. I mean, even little things. So, you know, you've got a tisket a tasket pretty early in the sixth grade book. And the point of that is actually pick up notes and them being borrowed from the last measure. Well, you get rolling along and they're playing the notes wrong. And then you're on the next page and you never even mentioned pick up notes and where they come from. But having it in a slideshow keeps everything so organized for you. And it, it really cuts down on the behavior management stuff because everything clicks along really efficiently. The other thing I love about doing the lesson plans is that are the kids we teach are increasingly increasingly less able to understand the abstract. 
They're concrete learners and they're concrete learners for longer than we ever think. So if I've got um, everything that I'm teaching in a slideshow, everything that I teach is reinforced with a visual representation. So I'm not saying I I don't have to say to them, oh, um, a point to measure 25. Do you see the piano marking? Because measure 25 with the piano marking is on the board behind me. So all I have to do is say, look, it's measure 25. Do you see it? Now circle the piano marking because they can see it. We we never know what they're actually circling. Right, right. <laughs> if we don't have something to show. Yes, yeah, so we all know that <laughs> too well. I, I do a different slideshow for every class. So sixth grade clarinets have their own slideshow. Eighth grade band has their own slideshow. It always starts with um, the plan for the day and then moves forward throughout whatever I'm teaching that day. And like you said, it's an upfront investment that will pay off year after year after year then. Mm-hmm. It's just changing the, the literature. Before we get to your final tip, I want to invite all the listeners to take a minute and think about how you can put some of these practices we've been talking about on all of our Band Director Bootcamp podcasts into your own life. Welcome, Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tune systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. And we are back with Wendy Reeves. And Wendy, on the last minute or two we've got here together, um, I was hoping, um, A, will you share your website? Because you're telling us all these cool tools. I just want to pause right now. It's going to be in the show notes too, but tell us what it is for those who want to know right this minute. Okay. It is HTTP colon backslash backslash tinyurl.com backslash Wendy Bauer Reeves music w-e-n-d-y-b-a-u-e-r-r-e-e-v-e-s music all one big word awesome so all these things she's been talking about she has her samples out there um, and the things she's used and you know it's so much easier to create your own when you've got a sample to look at and so often we go to professional development we're looking at english things or math things or science so here's some straight up music stuff just like she's talked about so in this last minute i want i was intrigued because you obviously have had to miss school for your own or for your husband's health issues and grief and those kinds of things and so subs became a big piece of you had to be careful about that or you could have totally lost your your groups as you were in and out tell us tell us what you've learned through that piece well for, for me it was important to know exactly who was going to be teaching my kids and it's important to the kids too they need to feel that the band room is a a solid place a consistent place so when i'm when I'm looking for a sub, I'm making sure that I'm, I'm introducing them to the kids long before I'm going to be absent. I might invite them in to do a clinic or I might invite them in to guest conduct just so it puts the 
kids in the mind that this is a this is a professional, a colleague, someone worthy of their respect and attention because I admire them and I've invited them into our classroom. And then if I have to be absent, it's not so much that that I'm not there. It's that I have a even greater professional who can work with them on this day to help everyone in my district, though. And I I don't think that people necessarily think of this, but it is so important. Every year I email our personnel director and I get the list of every single music sub who is certified to teach in our district. And I text, call, or email every single one to determine if they are really subbing that year, what is their primary instrument or discipline, anything I I want to know about them, you know, where did they go to school? Are they retired? Are they new at this? What what is special about them? And I put it all in a database that is accessible to every music teacher K through 12 in the district. So when anyone needs a sub, they can go to that database and they can say, oh, uh, I need a general music specialist. These are the general music specialists. I'm going to be absent, but I know my flutes need a sectional. I'm going to look for a flute specialist for that day. Or we're up against contest. I have no choice but to miss this day. So I want someone who's got 30 years behind them and who's has a track record of doing well at contest. So that's who I would bring in for that day. And and just knowing who can do what you need and helping your kids to know them is so important. It makes everything seamless rather than, you know, fractured and up in the air. Well, better for the kids, better for the sub, better for the program as a whole and much easier on you when you don't have to worry. Yep. So, so much good stuff. I'm so glad I had the opportunity to meet you today. Thank you, Wendy Reeves, for joining us on this edition of Band Director Bootcamp. And thank you to all of you listeners who are making a difference in kids' lives through the magic of music, music education every single day. The work you do matters, and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of productivity and wellness tips to make your life a little easier. 